Time for another episode of Murphy, Sam, and Jody after the show. I want to talk about dads. I want to talk about fathers, and I want to be specific. Are you going to sing a song Not like, just the... T is for the... Oh, no. Oh. Um, Bring it on, though. Sam and I are both fathers. <laughs> I know that. And well, you're oh. my favorite mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. You are. You're also quite I've a... I've said that under my breath. You're also quite a mother yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you know, early this morning on the way to work... I heard Father Figure, and you know that song means the world to me, and I cranked George it. George Michael, yeah. So it is the most eighty-seven. Be- yes. Like God, yeah. what a beautiful masterpiece of a song. Goal. Anyway. Um, I mean, you're throwing it old school, but that's good. You're right. It's a, it is. Doesn't matter. I think it, in classic. the 80s. Yeah, in the 80s, I don't know, we, we would have said George Michael will one day be considered a classic. No. Because he's just a pop icon, right? But, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but, you know, I mean, I agree with you. It's a slow song. But, Doesn't matter. No, it's but, it, but lyrically, it is you can't. a good song. Look, you is that the one to... with the saxophone, or is it the other? No, that's Careless Whisper. Okay, which I don't dig. But Father Figure, that song always spoke to me. It is so beautiful. I don't expect you to get it. I'm just saying it's one of those things that when I hear it and I turn it way up and I experience it, wow. I guess I got to read the lyrics. No, you don't. You won't understand it. It's weird. It's it's an it's a weird little subject. It's about a relationship, and he's saying, "I'll be everything to you, including your father figure," which is not necessarily healthy. Anyway, um, that's not True. why. It's not why. Oh, I bring so it up. it's not a song about fathers and daughters. No, oh. it's a relationshipy song. It, it's mm. a it's a. I want to take care of you. Yeah. I want something sacred with you. It's like Toby Keith, who's your daddy? No, that's not the same. <laughs> that is a little different. That's about a sugar daddy. Okay. I want to take care of you. Come and get it. <clears throat> Do you need any help? Any more no, help I'm done. breaking down songs? Nope. No, I, I had I actually needed no help breaking that one down. But yes. <laughs> right. so. um, I actually wanted to be serious and oh. talk about dads. I'm I wanted. Out. I'm oh, not. so this isn't about, this is not about George Michael. This is about. No. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. You call, you, yeah, you guys went up down that tangent and I you brought, brought it, it up. up. I did bring it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want to say, I want to clarify in this podcast that I've said on the show this week, and I've always said this, that dads are kings. And, and I've talked about the fact that, you know, you have such power and influence. Maybe you don't even realize it. And I've always tried to make you guys realize it. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll explain. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story of a simple thing that happened that my dad said to me. One sentence, one thing he said to me once that changed me, that influenced me. Okay? And this is the power you have. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. We were leaving an amusement park. I think I may have told you this story before, Murphy. It's an important one to me. Our family of four, we were leaving an amusement park on a hot summer evening, and we were all sweaty and tired, and we had not had the best time ever because, you know, you either like to do all the same things or you don't, and our family didn't want to ride a bunch of stuff, and I don't know why we were frustrated with each other because families do that. So we're about to walk out the exit gates, and there's one more roller coaster to the right on the way out of this park and my dad stops and he looks at me and he goes you want to ride this with me let's make sure this ends fun let you want to ride this with me and I was pretty young and short and I was like I'm too scared and he goes no but you're brave he said that he said no but you're brave Mm -hmm. and when he said that to me I thought oh I must be if he thinks I'm brave oh I am Mm. before he said those three words no no you're brave I didn't think it. 
So because he believed that, I got on with him and wrote it. Probably my first big coaster. And you know I love big coasters, Murphy, to this day. Uh, yeah, right. That's an, yeah. just an example of the power that you have as a father. What you think of them, they will think of themselves. Just yeah. wanted to tell that story. God, it's so funny that you're— It's you, powerful. You're, it is very powerful because now that you're saying that, there are absolutely a few things that pop out that my mm-hmm. dad said. Mm-hmm. It, Seep my in. parents my parents always had words of encouragement but also the things that they you know corrected us on or whatever or were teaching us were things that jumped out like and well I think I've told you this story before cuz it sounds really lame if I tell the real story then please <laughs> the tell story, it real, real stories story, only <laughs> yeah I know the the real story is my parents were shopping for a motorcycle for my mom, and when we were in the motorcycle shop, yeah, I fell in love with this bright yellow moped. Yeah, now you know that's a different thing than a scooter because it has both pedals, sure it is, and an engine. <laughs> okay, so you can pedal if you want to, or you can crank it. I think they're called want. electric bikes these days. Yeah, I don't know why they called a moped. That's what my, that's what my dad called it. Okay, so it was a uh, motor and pedals, moped. Oh, thanks, Sam. Oh, my God. I just learned something new. From Sam. No kidding. Awesome. I, I, oh, my ah! God. I never knew that. <laughs> Speechless. God. Jeez. Okay. okay back to the no, story, though. I'm not kidding. I was, really <laughs> I was like, why, why do they call them mopeds? I didn't know that either, so, but I don't feel lesser of a person because of it. Motors oh. and pedals. Yes. Okay. So, anyway, back to the bright yellow moped. And I, I really, I was talking about that and trying to, you know, figure out something, you know, some way to convince my parents to, to get me the moped. Sure. And, you know, my dad finally said at one point, he says, well, you know, you need to show that you're responsible before we can buy you something like this mm-hmm. that is expensive and can be dangerous and other things like that. Sure. And, and I'm like, but that really resonated with me. So... They continue to do examples of things. I mean, maybe it's because they corrected me. There was something, you know, I mean, you're a child. I was probably maybe 10 years old. That's that's the age okay. I was when this happened. So, and so you're still a kid, and, you know, you're you're clowning around doing things around the house. And I did something stupid, I'm sure. Whatever it was, is that's when my dad called it out and said, he says, this is an example of what I'm talking about. That's not being responsible. Uh, and So that and was so your, when, you lost your moped right there. Well, Actually, I understood at that point, oh, okay, it's time for me to tighten this up. And um, and, and honestly, really, about that same time, it was when my grandfather's passed away, mm-hmm. and me and my brother and sister, there were some days where it was just the three of us alone at home. My mom was working. There was nobody else to look after us, so I had to be the one to look after everybody. And that, every day that I had to do that, those words resonated in my head from my dad. Which about, what, what, was the, what were the words? This is what I'm talking about. This is not responsible. What he oh, meant was being not, responsible. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wish I could remember what it you know what it was, but you know, I mean, you're a kid. You're doing goofy things. I either broke something, okay. or yeah. you know, something like that. So, did you ever get the moped? No, oh. never got the moped. Because you clearly responsible. wasn't responsible enough to get the moped. <laughs> no, a, a, actually, by the time I became truly responsible, I realized I didn't want a moped. <laughs> I wanted a go-kart, and we got that. Set your sights a little higher. You don't have to have a story like this, Sam. But no, I don't. But no. But know this. You have said things to your kids that they have remembered. Whether you realize, you don't realize it when you say, my dad could have never realized 
that him saying telling me I was brave would stay with me my whole yeah. life. Yeah. So that's what I mean when you it's it can be subtle. You it, don't you it, have influence. And I don't mean to be vague, but it does happen. I've had Sammy throw stuff back at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the time you told me, blah blah, and it's like. What? I, I said that? Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, that's pretty good. You get it. That's what I mean, then. That's what I mean. You yeah. just have such a... I mean, mothers have it, too, but I've always said this, and maybe it's because I had such a special relationship with my father, but he just loomed so large for me. Everything he did and said meant so much. And yeah. when he would say things that hurt my feelings, it hurt really a lot, too. And not, he didn't do that a lot, but of course, you know, you, in the families, families hurt each other, too. You know, I told you about that thing he said to me once that made me cry, Murphy. <laughs> I was sitting in the back seat of the car. We were uh, we had stopped to get some. My mom had stopped to go in and get pastries or donuts or something. And I was talking to him, asking him a bunch of questions. And he was like, Jody, let's just be quiet for a while. Can we just not talk right now? <laughs> he was just having a moment. and it, it just hurt me so much that he didn't want to talk. Yeah. And I remember that. Hmm. Yeah, that hurts too. Yeah, you know? it's okay. But just big influence. <laughs> yep. The one uh, big one that I know that I make sure that I pass down to the kids, and it probably every time it's, it happens, I don't know if they hear it, but they will. Is just but the plain "I love you." Yeah. Because yeah, of just the way I was raised, I turned. There were a lot of times, I mean, my mom was good about it. My dad wasn't good about mm-hmm. saying it until later in life yes. uh, when he realized how important it was. Sure. Um, so I've always made it a point to, to hang up it. the phone, telling them goodbye. Yeah. Wait, you know, when you're visiting, whatever, just get the I love you in there because you never know when it might be the last time. Right. But more importantly, you want them to know that. that right. It's important enough that they hear it every time that, yeah. that you're together. So you broke that cycle. Uh, you're right, Basically, you're your right your dad that. had trouble saying it. Yeah. And look, a lot of people have trouble saying it. He's just human for that. He was human for that. But you, I think that was a generational thing, though. Right. Too. You broke you know that I mean? cycle. And, and for, it, it, which is really odd because my dad was exactly the same way, Sam. It really wasn't until when he stopped drinking. That's when he first started to say, "I love you." You know, here and there, but still not a ton. Yeah. But when my mother passed. Every time he talked to me, my brother, my sister, it was it. It, it always was. Mm-hmm. I love you, yeah. and um, and it's it's amazing. Even as an adult, what an incredible impact that has. Yeah, You're never you too to hear old it. to hear your parents tell them tell you because that, that they love you. You're you know? always their um, child. You're always yeah. a child in their presence. Yeah. So of course you need you know, it. So you know, saying this, and and I, it, it's this still freaks me out, and I'm really not saying this for this to be because it's not, it's not sad. Uh, it was at the moment it happened, but I, it's it's just this amazing gift. You know, the day before my dad passed, when I arrived the morning when my dad uh, was not doing well, he was not able to speak by that point, and so the last thing that he told me was actually the night before, checking on him, making sure, are you sure you want to stay by yourself, or you mm-hmm. you know you're okay, and and we wanted to respect his independence and. And and we did. And so the very last words that my dad spoke, looking directly into my eyes, holding my hands, were, thank you for everything. And he, he paced it that way. Thank you for everything. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that those were going to be the last words that I would hear mm-hmm. him tell me. So um, so that freaks me out a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's, that that's even even the case. But 
and it's a gift and, and I, to it's, you. It's, it's a gift. I, I realize it's a chance. Not a, not everybody's well enough to speak. Do you know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. just the not circumstances were it. that. And I'm not even really sure if he knew that he that that was going to be his last night. I, I don't know if he knew that or not. Mm-mm. But but you know, to the very end, my dad's words meant everything to That's me. Right. So Jody, I think you bring up a really good point. And Sam, yours. If anybody takes away anything, you know, from this, if if love is not something that has been shared with children or you know those that you are guardians for or whatever, um, wow, per- today's the perfect day to start doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have big influence. Happy Father's Day, daddies. Missed any part of the show? Get it all on the Murphy Sam and Jody podcast.